magic is power. And I am your legacy newbie. With me this week is Mr. Jeremy. What's going on, man? Oh, not much, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing well. And also with us this week, we have an extra special guest. We do? We do. We have uh, Mr. John Selso returning to the cast. What's going no, on, man? Oh, that's not special. <laughs> Finally, the Bears <laughs> has come back to leaving a legacy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Jerry, uh, I Rudy Pooh can ass. <laughs> I thought we had a cease and desist letter on this guy. <laughs> uh, we can't keep him away from the cast, man. It's great. I love it. Well, that's because you refuse to put locks on the garbage bins and it just keeps <laughs> ruffling around here. <laughs> I still think my favorite story was when there was in the actual news, the week we had we had Yuan Celso, where a bear like broke into a like a pie cafe and like raided the whole bakery of pies. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, like, the rhubarb ones, because bears hate rhubarb of for course. some weird reason. <laughs> I mean, rhubarb pies are delicious, I have to say. I mean, with that set of facts, I almost think it was an inside job, and they just used the bear as an excuse, because, like, who wants rhubarb pies anyways? <laughs> uh, so, uh, before we get into everything, uh, as always, you can find us first on hipsterthecoast.com. Uh, they cover everything from Commander and Cube, Legacy Limited. You find us there every Friday. And also, if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com, patreon.com slash leavinglegacy. Uh, we got some sweet rewards there, right, Jerry? We got stickers, shoutouts, playmats, and other stuff. So uh, check it out. We'll drop the link in the show notes. Um, Nothing more valuable than shoutouts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so if usually we like to go over... <laughs> usually we like to go over... <laughs> Yes, that's true. Yeah, John actually. Now this is not. Uh, this is this is complete coincidence. John did not buy his way onto the show this week. Are you uh, sure? Because that's my allegation. <laughs> but he, John is actually. <laughs> he is actually our newest uh, Patreon supporter. So John, uh, thank you very much for your support, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, love to support the cast and folks out there who haven't supported yet. Think about it at least. These guys have been amazing since the very very beginning. It's great to, to support the cast, even if it's a dollar per episode. You know, I, I'm sure those dollars go a long way, and hopefully out of Jeremy's hands. <laughs> yeah, I have no control over it. They don't trust me with finances. <laughs> That's right. We don't trust the finance guy with finances. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't either. But I wouldn't. <laughs> and I will make a stark claim on behalf of the podcast that your Patreon dollars do not support Adrian's house projects. <laughs> Speaking of Adrian, he rose from the dead on social media. Someone today. did cast anime dead on Adrian. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they cast anime dead and then targeted Adrian as a result. Well, I believe right? it was uh, Bra- Braden Defoe. He, uh... Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to realize that. I'm like, ah, oh, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I think. Adrian was roused. Uh, he was he was in hibernation, so to speak, and he was roused with the uh, the BNR update. But we will get into that shortly. Um, 
First, we usually go over our weekend legacy. I have personally been on a short hiatus from the game. Uh, have have had a lot of work stuff come up and um, just spending all my free time fucking gardening, guys. Uh, my front yard looks great, uh, but I haven't gotten to spend a lot of time playing Magic Online or getting any paper games. And how about you, Jerry? You been playing it all? Uh, I've been playing online a bit. Uh, Tom Hep, our friend, he was on for the uh, the Dark Depths deck mm-hmm. deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually loaned me the pieces I was missing for Sneak and Show online. So oh, nice. Been jamming that through a couple leagues. Good guy, Tom. Good guy, Tom. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it's nice. I mean, it's not like in paper tournaments, so nothing too crazy to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I have been trying out Intuition and Sneak and Show, and I do really like that edition. Interesting. And yeah. What are you running that in place of? Uh, I cut a Jace for it. Okay. But I've had some nice, nice things where my like against Death and Taxes, my opponent has a Containment Priest out, mm-hmm. and I. End of turn intuition for three sudden shocks, <laughs> and then cast sudden shock, and then show and tell on uh, when I untap for my turn. <laughs> seems good. So yeah, seems good. Also, it's just like being able to like intuition for three Emrakuls or three Grizzlebrands, just or even like three show and tell. It's just like it's a great tutor card. You're gonna end the game anyways once you combo off, so you're okay with putting the other two copies in your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I really like the intuition. I'm, I'm definitely thinking about uh, keeping that uh, addition to the deck when I put it in paper. All right. How about you, John? You been uh, up to any legacy lately? Um. Let's see. Well, I haven't been playing lands like you've been, Pat. Um, <laughs> lands in real life. I have and a I sick, have not... sick case of poison ivy right now from the from the land. So yeah. <laughs> so you're allergic? Oh 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 yeah. I, I got wrecked. I got wrecked on Monday. <laughs> Pat, your your Twitter's been looking a lot like Martha Stewart's feed. I had to check the source. <laughs> it's like you were casting Gamble, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now every time you touch your tabernacle, you start the rash up. <laughs> <laughs> and I've not been uh, casting intuition for three sin prodders like Jerry's really been doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, where's the value in that, man? I want at least two in play. <laughs> Oh, man. But uh, I've been actually sorting a lot of cards and uh, putting some cards aside for, like, the core legacy decks I want to play going forward. Mm -hmm. And then just dumping a lot of cards that there's no reason to hold on to them if I'm not playing, like, every other day or every single week type of of deal. So I've been doing a lot lot of that. And uh, I'm sure we'll get more into this lately, but um, up until last weekend, I was putting cards aside for Delver decks uh elves and storm and it seems like that hard work kind of paid off but <laughs> i guess i guess we'll see who's your inside source is what we want to know <laughs> was it the construction <laughs> sign outside watsi that said ban sensei stop <laughs> yeah, I, I may or may not have been doing some recent travel to the west coast in the west. <laughs> <laughs> celso member of the green mages uh lobby Nice, nice office, Watsy. It would be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> That's what was written on the back of the sign. <laughs> you know, like a wild bear came in and fucking tore your shit up. Would it be a shame if something happened to it? <laughs> would be a shame if somebody was the recipient of a savage punch or something along those lines. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, that's probably enough bearing the lead this week. Um, so, obviously, the, the big... Uh, topic of today's podcast tonight's podcast uh the bnr update um which 
So, I want to say since, let's see, since uh, I've been playing Legacy, I don't think that there's been much of a, we've seen much in the band in restricted announcements other than uh, Dig Through Time. I think that's the last thing I saw go out of the format. Treasure Cruise? Oh, well, was that right before you started playing Treasure Cruise? Yeah, Treasure Treasure Cruise Cruise was out before I started. I was playing with Dig Through Time for a short time, and then I think Yeah, Dig Through Time was the last update. I think, did, did something get unbanned? Yeah, but it doesn't matter because every time they unban a card, it doesn't actually do anything. Right, right. <laughs> oh, Black so, Vice. Black yeah. Vice, I think, was unbanned. Oh, yes, that's what it was. Yeah. How memorable that was. So. <laughs> <laughs> those burn decks are too OP right now. Oh, man. Watch so, out for those curse scrolls. <laughs> so, no changes in standard, no changes in modern. Um, Celso, as someone who plays Vintage uh, with G Probe and Gush, both restricted, was that surprising to you? Does that. I mean, that must shake up the format quite a bit. So, so what I what I don't know is between mentor and shops, who had really the upper hand. It seemed like from from their angle, mentor seemed to have the upper hand because even mm-hmm. when you're playing sphere effects, like shops loves to do, uh, you can still get around some of those taxes by playing free spells like your attacks and pros and through your gushes and stuff, and you can kind of outcard the shops decks. So what I'm I'm kind of curious about is how dominant is shops going to be now, now that they don't have to worry about gush anymore? Um, like is, is oath prime to come back and combo is going to start jumping into the vintage metagame. Like it might possibly do in legacy, which we'll get into mm-hmm. or, um, our dredge decks going to start coming about, but that's really more of a, a sideboard call. That's not really more of a metagame call. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, I feel like we're powering up a deck that's already pretty powered up to say the least. So, mm. Nonetheless, I'm looking forward to the next episode of uh, So Many Insane Plays. Do you hear what Menendian and Kron have to say about the, that Did, topic? Didn't Menendian write sense. a whole book on Gush? Yeah. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel bad for that guy. I saw that. <laughs> he also used Friedrich's The Wanderer, one of my favorite paintings for the cover. And now his de- his book just doesn't doesn't work in the in the format. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, like that card's been restricted at least two to three times and unrestricted yeah. the same amount of times too. Gush is like the high school sweetheart that's off again on again with vintage. Well, I think <laughs> it's kind of cool though, right? Cause it helps to like keep the format varying. Cause if there's one format that probably changes the least amount, it's gotta be vintage, right? True. Yeah. yeah. So I it's kind of neat. neat. Yeah. It's kind of I mean, like I the lever they're able that's to. more of a product of the kind of community it's in as far as just like there aren't that many vintage tournaments so change is even slower than it is in legacy yeah Yeah. well Uh, but at the same time because it's so old though it's cool that all the new cards that come in and which ones start making huge impacts like paradoxical outcome really bolstered the storm archetype Mm -hmm. and created a whole archetype of storm on its own uh walking ballista or what i've been calling it the walking batista he's been (laughs) making huge strides in shops. Now they don't need Triskelion anymore. They can just play that guy and get a huge value out of that. Um, before then, you had Eldrazi Displacer really powering up the Eldrazi decks. Um, so it's been kind of neat, even with such an old format where you're playing Time Walks and Ancestral Recalls and and the jewelry, all the Moxin, you're still getting these new cards filtering into the format and doing uh, having some fun with it too. So that's been pretty sweet. Definitely. <laughs> I just want to point out that Pat said he was going to stop burying the lead and then immediately <laughs> go into the vintage. Well, updates. I figure I figure we're going to talk about we'll talk about legacy for the longest amount. But since we have someone on the cast who actually plays vintage, all right, let's stop burying the lead. Man. Oh my god, I have to leave this whole part now. 
So, what do you guys think about yeah, the no ban list and uh, no ban changes in standard? I want to know your opinion, Pat. <laughs> All right, so let's get down to brass tacks here. Does, does uh, that change how much standard you're going to play now, guys, as a result? Yeah, I think I'm going to go from zero standard played to probably zero standard played. <laughs> so, of course, if you if you play Legacy, you already know by now um, that Sensei's Divining Top was banned, uh, effective April 24th. Um, the effective date for paper and uh, Magic Online is also the 24th. So, um, the next BNR announcement is going to be actually a few days after um, GP Vegas. So perhaps that's going to be a, a good way to uh, kind of get a litmus test for where the format is um, as far as legacy goes. But so we got a lot to talk about, right? With uh, with the Sensei's Divining Top uh, ban, um, you know, was were you guys surprised it was banned? Because I certainly was. Surprised that it was banned. I, I expected to see again no changes to legacy at all, especially because the legacy format has been so um, really. Devo- it's been just not on the last few BNR updates. It hasn't even been mentioned. So I was surprised to see them yeah. pay attention to the format. I mean, I'm yes and no. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always surprised that they don't ban it, and then I'm always never surprised when I see that it's not on the list, because they really should have banned it a year ago. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no reason for them to really ban it now. Uh, There isn't, like, it wasn't like Miracles was just been, like, crushing every tournament lately. It's had the same success it's had, you know, for the last year or so. Mm -hmm. It's just like they finally decided, oh, now's a good time. I mean, it's really been the top performing deck for, I think, the last three years? Maybe even four? Um, which is saying something, right? Like, that's a long time for a deck to be king of the hill in a single format, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. it's definitely well overdue the ban. Like, yeah. something needs to, needed to have been done a while ago. Um, you know, like I said, all the controversy really seems to be about which card was banned. Mm-hmm. Every... Everyone, I think, can pr- any reasonable person can agree that the <laughs> that the wrong card was banned for the right reasons. Sure. Well, I think so. I think that the only way to really nerf the Miracles deck was to ban Top, right? Like, I think any other ban out of that deck would have been what I would call a half measure. And since I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad lately, uh, I would definitely call that a half measure. Uh, what do you guys think, Selzo? <laughs> <laughs> what what are, what what are your thoughts? Well, I'm trying to to think about is how long was Survival Top Dog before it finally got the axe? Because that's the one card that I think people were crying for for a while before they eventually banned it out of the format. But I think if if memory serves me right, it was really mostly for... That was like a good year span, but Survival Decks had been around for like maybe two or three years prior to that in like Decent mm-hmm. numbers, but it wasn't tier one. It, it was really it was like that last year or so when when uh, Vengevine was printed that kind of took that deck and made it out of control. So like I'm trying to think of like banned cards in recent history that just stuck around for like way too long, but, but I don't think there really were any that like that many. Yeah, I think this is a new precedent. Um, yeah, it so, looks like it was the uh, survival's banned in December of 2010 for what it's worth. Yeah, and it was like. Mm, Early 2010, when like Caleb Durward started uh, posting results of the deck, and then things started getting out of hand. Because I think early in that year, Rise of the Eldrazi came about. If I remember my timeline. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm surprised that they actually decided to ban a card. Because uh, I just kind of assumed that they they don't really care enough about the format to even ban or unban anything. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> 
mean, that, I think it's an honestly fair assessment. I mean, yeah, we we have kind of felt the redheaded stepchild lately. Yeah, I mean, like you figure, like they reduced the number of tournaments, you know, like, I, and and I'm not saying, believe me, I'm not I'm not saying that's the right or wrong move to do for Watsi, but um, but yeah, like I I kind of that kind of took me by surprise. Not that I'm upset about it by any means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, like i felt dirty every time i played miracles so uh, and so i'm kind of glad i don't have to make that choice anymore (laughs) yeah well kind of going back to pat's original point about it being a half measure um i i agree with it i think someone said it was like doing uh brain surgery with a sledgehammer Mm um where it definitely felt like i think everyone was kind of come came to the consensus that uh Banning top would just absolutely kill the deck. Like right. miracles as it exists is no longer exists. Right. You know that's that's pretty much assumed. That's not to say blue white control ceases to exist. I definitely think there's room for a new blue white control deck to step into into the forefront. But miracles is no more. And I think if they had banned, I think probably a uh, slight slap on the wrist would be to ban counterbalance, and that would have been okay to try out. And then if they really wanted to take a hard stance, banning Terminus. Because there are a lot of people who also said banning Terminus would also pretty much kill the deck. But hmm. I, 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 I personally was hoping for Terminus to be banned because I think Miracles could still exist and especially the countertop strategy could still exist. But it wouldn't be nearly as oppressive uh, and wouldn't post such consistent results. Um, I, I don't think banning Counterbalance would have gone far enough. But I also don't think banning Sensei's Divining Top was the right choice, mostly because it unfairly nerfs a lot of, you know, niche uh, combo non-blue decks like Painter Servant and Doomsday. Uh, you know, even Sneak and Show is running Sensei's Divining Top. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't buy that last argument as much, to be honest with you, because those are such fringe decks that I think that the collateral damage is being a bit overstated by players. Um you know, it, yeah, it sucks, but can no, Painter Servant I mean, still still function without Sensei's top? Probably. Pretty, pro, not really. It got way... Like, it already wasn't a Tier 1 deck, and it just got a kick in the nuts. Right. The, <laughs> with, the, with the real problem, is also, like, Nick Fit. Like, so many deck 12 posts, so many decks were affected by this ban, and the real, you know, kind of tragedy is... Sensei's Dividing Top was the one option for non-blue decks to have card selection. Disagree. No, I, I completely will stand by that statement. My friend Dan... What, a, what, a, what about what about Sylvan Library? How is Sylvan Library not the king of card selection? That's green. You said, non, you said non-blue. Oh my god. I, last time I checked, green was non-blue. Celso, back me up here. Oh my god. An enchantment to drop that takes effect on your next upkeep. Yeah, that's that's great. Sylvan's library is good, but it is a super niche option. Sensei's to top me. Sensei's top to get any advantage of it is still a two drop journey. You have to pay one to cast, you have to pay one to spin top. So spin I mean you're, you're, on your your second main phase. I'm right, a, I'm I understand you can do that in the same turn. I get that. I'm a colorless. Sure. Anyways, we're arguing about semantics here because can I finish my story before I was so rudely interrupted? I guess. Well, or I arguing guess. it because your name's Jeremy, so <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so Dan, who we've had on the cast before, brought up many times, uh, green black pox player. He is putting down legacy for a while. He's like, all right, I guess I'll try modern because banning top out of his green black pox deck is such a hit that he doesn't really want to play the deck anymore. Mm-hmm. 
So that is not a unique situation. There are lots of players out there who are in that same boat where their pet deck was Painter Servant, their pet deck was Pox, their pet deck was a Sensei's Divining Top non-blue deck, and they don't really know what to do anymore. Because I don't give really two shits about the Miracles players, because, oh no, our Tundras and Force of Wills don't have value anymore. You know, they Miracles can easily transition into a number of other decks, but these players whose only decks were these niche decks... Uh, that ran Sensei's Divining Top as their one card selection piece don't have those options. Like, what are you going to turn your plateaus into? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. It's still a, it's still a, uh, a reserveless card, so they still have value. Yeah, but it's still like building another deck from Painter Servant is a whole different story from building another deck with Tundras and Fetches and Force of Wills and Jaces and right. Snapcaster Mages. I understand that. I, I understand that. But I, I, so I guess what I'm saying is that, like, any other card banned out of the out of the deck, Miracles would still be, I think, um, a tier one deck, right? Like even if it doesn't have access to Terminus, they have access to enough. What's that? Without Terminus, I think Miracles still exists as a deck, but it goes down to tier two. You think so? Yeah, easily. Terminus is the backbreaking card in that matchup for many many decks. Hmm. Like counter. Well, the reason why Counterbalance is so brutal is because you wipe the board with Terminus, and then Counterbalance prevents your opponent from assembling another board. Right, right. You know, counterbalance is kind of a clunky combo to assemble. Yeah. It, it takes a couple turns, and those creatures that get landed early, if they don't get wiped away with a terminus, they can close a game out, even if the uh, player isn't able to resolve another creature. Yeah, and who's to say counterbalance decks would be uh, blue white red anymore? Like they could be rug again. They could be like bug had counterbalance in for a little while. Blue red straight up. Like it probably would have. I would have paired potentially with a standstill or something along those lines, but like it, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have been blue eye red if he didn't have that instant speed sweeper anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what are the implications here then? Like, what decks do you think uh, their stock goes up in this meta without miracles as being a top deck, being an impressive deck to, like, you know, short answer everything. Yeah, right. I, I kind of agree. Like, I think we'll see a lot more diversity. I think the I think the playing field gets evened out. I've seen a lot of. A lot of salty miracles players saying, "Oh, enjoy, enjoy getting you know turn one by ad nauseum every game. Enjoy getting you know enjoy getting stomped out by elves every game." But I really don't think that's that's correct. What do you guys think? I mean, I'd rather be turned one by storm than spend fifty minutes watching a miracles player play with top. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, right? I'd rather get, I, I would also rather get turned one than than get turned twenty two by a Jace ultimate. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's obvious. Like, I I just don't buy any of these salty miracles players with their arguments that oh, you could have played around miracles. Oh, there are so many hate cards to choose from. It's like no, <laughs> like the miracles has been the inarguable best deck in the format for so long. There's really nothing that could have been done with it uh, about it. Otherwise, it would have been done already. Right, right. You know, it's just like. It felt it. Someone put it this way: that there are tier two decks, there are tier one decks, and then there are the tier S miracle decks. Yeah. They're just in a in a realm by themselves. Yeah, that was Joel Lissette's thing. Was like, you know, people don't play the right sideboard cards against it. They don't they don't play properly against miracles. But like, I also think that the fact that any pro or really any any player worth their salt who is looking to just crush a tournament is just going to play Miracles, right? Like, yeah. Like, if LSV is going to play Legacy, he's playing Miracles. I asked him, and, like, you know, I, again, I've, I've said this before, I was talking to him on Twitter, is this the best deck or the deck you're you're best prepared to play with Legacy? And he said yes. You know, so I think that just goes to show you it's the best deck in the format. 
our last freaking episode, we have Julian Nabon, arguably the world's best elves player. <laughs> and we spent half the episode talking about miracles. And when I asked him what deck he would sleeve up, he said, probably miracles. <laughs> 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 what does that tell you about right. the deck? <laughs> right. And like to just say that like, people aren't playing against it properly, people, you know, if that was the case, you, the best players would be playing other decks. That have a that are able to hedge their bets against miracles, and that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I actually don't have a problem with the top ban. Like I, I understand where people say, you know, that the collateral damage is unfortunate, and there are other cards you could have banned out of the deck. But I think that if you know, legacy players have been calling for something to happen with miracles since I've been playing. So that's you know the last two and a half years, but certainly longer than that, right, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, so, so then now I think at least. Go ahead. Ever since someone got the, their first brainstorm counterbalanced, I'm pretty sure people have been calling for its ban. I so, mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so at least they took a full measure here, right? They didn't like dilly dally. They didn't dick around. They said, you know what? We're gonna ban. We're gonna ban. You know, do a meaningful ban against miracles. It's gonna shake up the format. And you know what? We're gonna have GP Vegas to see what happens. And you know, what? if it's a clusterfuck, it's very easy to unban a card uh, three days after the tournament ends. Yeah, it's it's true. I uh, what what can you say? All right. So so you think everything gets better. So you think well I personally what I've kind of compiled from so I, I use the the Facebook group a lot because I think that we have a lot of really smart players in there um that did a lot of the work for me. Um but the the consensus <laughs> was the consensus was, you know, Storm goes up, Elves goes up because those are two decks that I think, you know, Counterbalance really Fs Storm a bit and Terminus really Fs Elves a bit. So that's they're going to both benefit from um, you know, less less miracles in the format. Bug Grixis deck go, decks go up, which is interesting because I think that Abrupt Decay as a card goes down a lot in value now. Mm-hmm. Um, Rug Delver, we might see that again. Uh, Hex Steps, people think that that's gonna be better. Uh, I think I personally think Burns will become a much better deck now because it won't be able to get locked out in turn two by by a by a miracles player. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you. Yeah. Bunch of points right there, but <laughs> conveniently with uh, bug decks with Abrupt Decay going down in value is, oh, look at this. We got a brand new replacement for uh, for it with Fatal Push. Yeah. Oh, now Bug's uh, removal spell gets to shave a mana cost off and becomes that much more efficient. Right. Um, so I still think, you know, with uh, Leovold and True Name Nemesis Bug, I think goes so high on the radar of decks to beat. Mm-hmm. Just because... Without Terminus, Leovold gets even more insane because now pretty much everything is spot removal. There aren't that many sweepers being played in Legacy right now without Terminus. We're not seeing people sleeving up Supreme Verdicts yet. You know, we are seeing some engineered explosives, but getting an engineered explosives to three is not the easiest thing in the world. So all these, uh, you know, fatal pushes and lightning bolts and abrupt decays, and even still, you know, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to see like a, a blue-white Stoneforge Mystic or blue-white-red Patriot Delver list come out again. Mm-hmm. You know, even that's going to still be packing Source of Plowshares and lightning bolts as its removal. I think Leovold just stands so much room to gain in this new meta. Yeah. I'm glad that I've been assembling Bug. I put it together in, in on Moto a while ago. But I've also been assembling it in paper and have like 90% of the deck together. The only cards I don't have are like a Trop and uh, and a Bayou. Basically, I think I have everything else for the deck. So, you know, nothing that's really being affected by the by the uptick in the in the deck. I think. Um, but I'm enjoying the fact that I already bought my True Names and I bought my Leobolds because those have shot up in price, <laughs> way up in price. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, John Medina, who is unfortunately not able to make it on the cast tonight. 
But uh, about a month and a half ago, I asked him. We were kind of talking on Twitter back and forth. And I said, I was like, oh, what do you think about True Name? And he's like, oh, that, that card is definitely bound to go up. He was like, pick up your copies now. So I did I did then. And sure enough, like, you know, 90 days later or, or hundred you know, a month and a half later, rather. Uh, 100 like, days? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's had a more successful first 100 days? John Medina. Uh, by the way, he also says, can't make it tonight, guys. Sorry. He says, "Buy Deathrite Shaman, holy of old." So. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how soon it's going to be, but everyone's already saying Deathrite Shaman is next in the ban list. Crosshairs. Oh, it's such that's such hard garbage. It's like fucking ridiculous. Nah, right? I I kind of agree with that. Come but I think on. it's it's still it's still way too soon. Like how we got is that another... even? How is it even the next best card in Legacy? How is that the next bannable? Oh card? my god, you're t- you're asking how the one mana planeswalker is the next best card in Ugh, Legacy? I hate the I hate the people call it. A Do one you mana listen to our own podcast, Pat? <laughs> Deathrite Shaman is a good card, but it's also like it's also a very answerable card, right? Uh, it's not the fact that it's answerable; it's that it's it's it demands an answer. It demands an answer does it, on does turn it, one. It, it's it's a hybrid mana. It's so flexible. It's a one two. So it it like there, it stops I mean, are ridiculous. Good. It's it, good, but it's not. I I mean I don't go know. Go listen we'll, to the we'll Julian Nab episode again. <laughs> <laughs> we literally talked about this. Uh, I I I think it's a great card. Don't get me wrong. I'm, maybe I'm understating how much I appreciate the card because I do enjoy playing it. But is it like what what is that doing? That's like so broken in the format. I don't understand. It restricts deck space. Do you, do you listen to <laughs> yourself <laughs> on playback? <laughs> what does it do that makes it so good? Well, let's no, 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 no. I did not say what do, does it do that makes it so good. I, I said what does it do that makes it so that it needs to be oppressive. Like every card that you play in Legacy is good, right? Like so, so we have a we have a mana ability. We have an aggressive <laughs> draining ability. We have a defensive game life ability. We have a graveyard hoser. All for the low, low price of one mana. Yes, but one something that is also mana. like no, you can fail yeah, push it, a, you can lightning bolt a, it, you can term no. you, you can terminus oh. it away, you can swords to plowshare it. Guys, there's lots of ways to kill this thing. You Just can, because your deck's not thirty lightning bolts. <laughs> 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 Just because it can be answered doesn't mean it's not an issue. I, oh. The reason why I want. Not, I don't even know if I want. I I think Deathrite Shaman should be banned just because of how restrictive it is on building decks. I am mm. a fan of decks being diverse and brewers having lots of options. When you build a fair three color deck, it starts with Deathrite Shaman. Like you're insane not to play Deathrite Shaman. Right, just like if you're playing blue, like you're insane not to play Force of Will and Brainstorm, right? Same argument there. It's just a matter of. Brainstorm and Force of Will have been around since the very beginning of Legacy. Deathrite Shaman has not. Ugh, I, that's not a good reason to keep a card versus ban a card, though. Because uh, when not, the texture of the format makes a card better as it goes on, like Brainstorm has been around right as long as the format has, but were Fetchlands a thing like right when Legacy started? All I'm saying is if there's because I'm pretty a, sure I saw early early uh, like Legacy lists that were playing something like a, like an evolving wild style of of land to allow a shuffle effect off Brainstorm. All I'm saying is if any card is getting banned in Legacy, it's Deathrite Shaman. Don't you dare, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you would take it so... I own like 20 copies of Deathrite Shaman. Hey, do you own any in Japanese? I don't have any Japanese ones. Oh, you're fucking, you poor. Um, <laughs> all right. Even in your removal spells at Leovold too, it doesn't mean that it's a terrible card or a fair card by any means. Leovold's fair. Leovold is perfectly fair, gentlemen. 
Like, look at the check. Look at the check pile, right? You have four Strixes. You have four Death Rites. You have two Leovolds. You have two Jace the Mind Sculptors. Like, how many removal spells can you possibly have to deal with all those threats? I mean, you just need one Blood Moon, right? <laughs> one Blood Moon. <laughs> what do you even think? Because they're on Blood Moon, too, right? I mean, yeah. you have, if they fetch lands in the graveyards, Death Rite Jami can still operate. Oh, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. But you, you, know Blood Moon makes, you know what Blood Moon makes it easier to cast your Lightning Bolts? Dude, I have lost many a game casting Blood Moon and then losing to, like, Check Pile because they go, like, something like Deathrite Shaman into a Gurmag Angler using oh, yeah. their... <laughs> like, Blood Moon is good, but Deathrite Shaman is also a counter to Blood Moon. Mm-hmm. All right, so before we get in t- too much into, like, what, what cards are going up and down, I know we've kind of already gone... <laughs> we've sort of already gone there. Um, but I just want to know what you guys think, you know, what kind of decks are going to get worse. Obviously, like, Miracles <laughs> is the first deck to get to get worse there. I've seen... I've seen... Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm stating, stating the obvious. I, that's my job here, guys. That's my job here. I am the newbie. That is my job. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying, to go, I'm trying to go full Alex Jones tonight, guys. Look at these these show notes. Miracles. How can it continue? Soothsaying? Question mark. Well, that that is what people what players are actually trying right now. They're trying to play Soothsaying, which yeah, is a it's hot garbage. It is. It is definitely hot garbage. Here's what Soothsaying for those who don't know, because I had to look up the card. It's a single blue enchantment. Uh, it has the three blue blue shuffle your library. So that's a very uh yeah sure cost okay. of hard force of will yes exactly <laughs> um but it also has a much fairer uh x casting cost in the in the abilities you pay x look at the top x cards of your library and put them back in any order um so this obviously is uh significantly more mana intensive than sensei's dividing top but some miracles players are trying this card um online currently and to it seems like it's to mix re- mixed results right I don't expect it to be any good. By mix, you mean bad or worse? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, like basically, like you know, going like two three in a league or three two in a league. <laughs> I think that's because their opponents that they beat died of a heart attack when they saw a suit saying get resolved. <laughs> so the other card that some decks are playing or that I've seen being suggested is Scroll Rack, which is a two mana artifact, and for uh, one and tap, exile any number of cards from your hand face down. Put that many cards from the top of your library into your hand. Then look at the then look at the exiled cards and put them on top of your library in any order. So kind of a weird effect, but it does allow them to sort of stack the top of their deck as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the more interesting option because that's actually when Miracles was first previewed as a mechanic. I remember back in Avacyn Restored, mm-hmm. Scroll Rack was actually the first thing everyone jumped to, even before Sensei's Divining Top. Really? Uh, that's when they thought people were actually going to run, you know, more of than just Terminus. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I I think that's more interesting, but I think if you go on with a scroll rack build, you have to go all in on uh, the Miracles effects and treat so, the Angels, Terminuses, even some, like, you know, Temporal Masteries. If- so don't we like that, though? Like, because if they're playing more and treat the Angels, that's more ability for them to win the game quicker? Like, I wouldn't mind losing to uh, an early and treat the Angels if that's their game plan, you know? Yeah, I mean, I totally think there's a deck there now that Miracles is gone. Like, the reason why that deck disappeared is because Miracles was just plain better. Of course. Um, I don't think that's a Tier 1 deck by any means, but I think there's a fun Tier 3 or even Tier 2 deck that's just, you know, Scroll Rack Miracles. Because Scroll Rack also plays really well with Death and Taxes. Mm-hmm. So you could get the Death and Taxes Scroll Rack Miracles combo going. That's, wait, that's... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean Land Tax? Because I think you just... <laughs> I think you <laughs> oh, sorry. Rhythm and said death and taxes. <laughs> sorry, I, 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 
I had a PTSD, PTSD. moment. <laughs> yeah, P- <laughs> not death and taxes. Land tax is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, land tax plus scroll rack plus miracles. That's kind of what I I really love about the miracles ban and why I think it's so good for the format is these sorts of decks just couldn't exist while miracles was a deck because there's no reason to play them. You're just playing a worse version of miracles. Mm-hmm. Now you actually can sleeve this deck up and have a, you know, a reason to actually try it out and see if you actually enjoy it. You know, it's not going to get the same results miracles got, but you know, you can definitely win some games that way and have a good time. Yep. What I also like about the, about scroll rack, if it's in a miracles build with, is this something you'd play with counterbalance, Jerry? Uh, maybe it's like <sighs> counterbalance is, is just, uh, I don't know. I'd have to try it out. I don't yeah. want to say one way or another. Yeah. I, I just think like it, what this would do is it rewards players for playing something like Gitaxian probe or cabal therapy and really knowing their opponent's hand before they go to cast something. It kind of lets them play around the counterbalance lock that miracles could get in the past. Uh, the other thing I like about it too, is that it's something that, you know, un- unless you're enabling it with something else, like, you're only able to, to tap scroll rack once a turn, which is also nice. So it's not like they're going to top in your upkeep, top in, you know, your main phase, top it in a turn, you know, all, the, all that stuff. So, um, you know, scroll rack, being able to just use it once per turn um, kind of makes it a little bit more skill-intensive of a card, I think, because it really makes you choose when you're going to be using that effect. Yeah. Yeah, but also, though, like, it's – neither of these are, are... – that mana efficient either because mm-hmm. with Sue saying you need to pay at least two or three into it to get the top of your deck manipulation that you want to float cards on top or, or such. Mm-hmm. Whereas like because you're not going to be paying it for one because you should know what's on top of your deck at least. Right. Um, scroll rack like the nice part is you can swap cards in and out and float cards on top for counterbalance and use fetch lands to get some of the garbage away. Those things are good. And to Jerry's point, you can add land tax effects to recoup the card advantage because then you're going to go fet- you're going to go tutor for your basics, which is then going to go away to the scroll rock and get shuffled away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, both of those are pretty good. But to your point, Pat, like scroll rock, you can only activate once per turn. So like both of these, it's like, and what neither of these provide is the instant speed draw that top was able to give you. Right. So you need to lean harder on brainstorms or predicts to trigger your miracles on your opponent's turn. Yeah, I, I definitely think Terminus goes away no matter what. Like, Terminus is just straight dead. Counterbalance, maybe, but I'm doubtful. But I just think the blue-white control deck can exist off of Scroll Rack Land Tax alone, just because Scroll Rack Land Tax is, itself is a pretty legitimate combo. And now that you can actually add blue to the deck without being laughed at by Miracles player, can actually we can actually see if the deck uh, has its own two legs to stand on. Because before it was pretty much uh, relegated to the blue red, uh, sorry, to the white red version, just because you had to have a reason to you know play it uh, without using Tundras. Yeah, Lantac's is a really interesting card in that deck. The one man enchantment that lets you. Uh... At the beginning of your upkeep, uh, if, an opponent, if an opponent has more lands than you, you get to search for three basics and put them in your hand. Mm-hmm. And then you just, yeah. So you just every turn you look, you shuffle your deck, uh, look through your library for three lands, put them into turn into your hand, and then you just put those three lands back with scroll rack and draw three fresh cards. Mm-hmm. That's um, really interesting. Yeah, fetch them away. Exactly. Or even with just land tax, if land tax, if you don't play another land and you're, you just make sure your opponent always has one more land than you, you just consistently get to trigger land, land tax, draw lands, don't play more lands, just put those lands back and draw more cards. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Or you land tax for your three basics, you Jace Storm, and then float your Miracle on top of your deck for mm-hmm. the next turn. True. So I think I think Entreat the Angels land tax scroll rack could definitely be interesting, but I don't see Terminus making an appearance in that deck. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah, um, maybe, well, maybe as just like... Uh, I still think you'd probably just want Supreme Verdict for the encounter ability, because you're probably putting in as much work to get a Supreme Verdict as you are to set up uh, Terminus with Scroll Rack. Uh, the other one I think that John just put on here uh, was Isochron Scepter and Brainstorm, which I know we had <laughs> talked about earlier. Is that a troll? Is that a troll, Celso? <laughs> I mean, it does do what you want it to do, right? It does, <laughs> but Abrupt Decay, it's not like Abrupt Decay also got banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with Abrupt Decay going down, you never know. Abrupt uh, Decay also hit Scroll Rack and Soothsave for Craig. Yeah, but they're not two for ones. Like, the reason why Icecrown <laughs> Brainstorm never caught on anywhere other than Cube is because you play it, and if unless you're playing it on turn four when you have four mana up to play the Icecrown Scepter and activate it that same turn, they just blow it up and you just two for one yourself. So, so for people who don't know, Icecrown Scepter is a janky artifact. It costs two mana. Uh, I it has... want it to be good. I oh, want of course. It's a concepter. I have strong feelings. Yeah. I, Scepter, when I first started playing, Muradin was like the new block, and Scepter was one of the coolest cards in that block. And I wanted it to be so good, and it's just not It's just not there. It's just yeah, not like, there. Look, if, if you thought you wanted to commit suicide with miracles around for the three-year period or so it's existed, <laughs> you would have instantaneously committed suicide if you played against Scepter Chance. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that deck. Yeah. Uh, Orum's Chant. Tell, tell us what Orum's Chant does, Celso. Oh my god. Oh, so <laughs> Orum's Chant is kind of, sort of, like a silence. Um, it's, <laughs> it's an instant for one white. There's a kicker of white. And uh, target player can't play spells this turn. And if you paid the kicker, Creatures can't attack this turn either, so you activate Scepter to cast your Orange Chant, you kick it with the extra white, and your opponent can't do anything. (laughs) Like, I don't understand how that rule, like, why does that rule interaction work that way, that when you cast Orange Chant off of Isochron Scepter, you're still allowed to kick it afterwards? (laughs) Well, because (laughs) one of the steps in casting a spell is allowing you to... I know, I know, like, how it works. I'm asking (laughs) Jerry's brain is hurting so bad right now. No, I know, I get how it works it's just like why would they do it that way like that would be a reasonable interaction if it wasn't for the fact that you could also kick the spells that are on isochron scepter <laughs> like that's what just puts it over the top yeah so that that was like an instant kill yourself <laughs> moment oh you know well the nice the nice thing is that like it, it you can still abrupt decay the, the isochron scepter right with because they're not gonna have priority at the beginning of your turn so you can just abrupt decay the scepter and they they get two for one there. They're yeah, in response. <laughs> no, they can't. In, if even if they activate even if they activate scepter in response to your spell, it still doesn't counter your spell. It doesn't affect any spells in the stack. Right, but abrupt decay didn't exist during the heyday of. Right, or, no, that that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's, there's an answer for it now at least. Yeah, I mean that's that's why Icecron scepter just isn't really good, just right. because there's too many ways to answer it these days. So, yeah. so well, and also that same deck played Meddling Mage, so they could have just played Meddling Mage, naming Abrupt Decay, and there goes your game plan. <laughs> uh, that's pretty gross. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, and so Scepter Chant comes back. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, so miracles may or may not find a replacement for for Sensei's top. I I 
I will assume that they will not find a replacement for it. But I also don't think that a blue-white control deck is not going to be, you know, relevant in Legacy. I yeah. think there's enough there to, to get something going. Well, uh, who knows? Maybe this is an opportunity for Watsi to come up with, like, a quote-unquote fairer version of top in the future. If Sensei's top caused, like, made you tap it, I think that'd be much fairer, you know? Or it was, like, a, like say it was, two, it was two to activate. Or didn't have the ability to draw you a card at instant speed off the top of your deck. There's, I think yeah. there's a lot of levers on that to, to adjust. Yeah. Um, uh, the other, I know we already kind of mentioned it, but um, decks that also get worse, kind of uh, collateral damage, so to speak. Painter Servant, Bomberman. I know, Jerry, you mentioned Doomsday. Um, so there are some decks that do kind of get hurt by the ban, but I think that Miracles is a big loser there. Interesting. probably too, right? Because doesn't 12 post play top as their, uh, to help with their draws? Yeah, and also, I mean, Miracles was one of the best matchups for 12 post. So they, like, that's why I was also going to say is people are actually saying Sneak and Show got worse because Sneak and Show didn't have a particularly bad matchup against Miracles, and all the decks that got better are decks that Sneak and Show has a bad matchup against. Mm -hmm. Like, Storm is not something a Sneak and Show player wants to see. Right. right. You mean you don't want to get turned to rest? Or no. turn probe therapy? Yeah. No. No, I don't want to play Storm playing Sneak and Show. <laughs> Tuesday is dead, right? <laughs> Completely dead? I mean, as alive as it was before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we went from life support to just flat out like somebody pulled the plug. <laughs> no, it's like someone like drove their car through the side of the hospital. Like that's how... <laughs> <laughs> you mean like, it's like the Joker rocking outside of the nurse outfit and then sending the bomb off to blow up the hospital? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to Doomsday. <laughs> so um, so the, another deck I think gets a little bit worse here is Eldrazi, because one of their stronger matchups was uh, was Miracles. Um, so I think that deck might go down in stock a little bit. Um, well, let's, let's pause there, though. Like, what's, what, what happens with the Chalice decks in general? Like... Do they prey on the Storm decks, the Elf decks, the Delver decks as a result, though? Because those are coming up. Are people going to play Chalices in response to those? I think they possibly get better. However, what I will say, and something that we're, is kind of the next part, uh, cards that go up in value, I think, like, um, and this is something I kind of take from the Spike feed, because I think Curtis was talking about it a lot today, and I actually think he's right. Uh, cards like Wasteland go up a lot in value, and if Wasteland gets better, let me tell you, Eldrazi gets much, much worse. Mm, fair enough. Um, uh, Eldrazi hard, has hard to cast very... your spells without mana, huh? Right, and here's the thing: like it, Wasteland is so good against Eldrazi that we play p uh, Pithy Needle in the sideboard, which is like something you'll never ca like. It's so bad when you're playing a Chalice deck to try to have a Pithy Needle in your sideboard, but it's that necessary against Wasteland decks. Um, so that just goes so to show you how much the they feel the Wasteland. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that just tells you how much to show. That just goes to show you how much Eldrazi fears uh, Wasteland decks. So if we see a lot of Bug decks or just Black Green X decks in the format, um, if if Rug Delver comes in, you know those decks that are going to be running Wasteland, um, you know they will prey on the Eldrazi. At least make it much more difficult for the Eldrazi decks to do what they want to do. Mm. I'm actually interested in sleeving back up Agro Loam. Yes. Uh, I was actually talking to Lawrence about it uh, the other day at the day of the banning, and uh, he actually sent me his, uh, his most recent aggro loam list. Uh, mm -hmm. So I definitely want to try it out just because, you know, you kind of already alluded to it, but 
everyone just feels safe now. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, ooh, counter cop is gone. I can play all these one drops again. And I just want to go, you know, lands, mox diamond, uh, chalice of the void, and look my opponent in the eye and say, you thought you were safe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that Chalice probably gets a little bit better because the one-drop will be a little bit more prevalent in the format, for sure. Yeah, um, But I, I mean, still think Eldrazi is going to be the Chalice deck, so to speak. Yeah, I'm also keen on playing a Chalice and Punishing Fire deck because I think Punishing Fire uh, is going to go way up in value if we see a huge uptick in things like, uh, you know, Delver of Secrets decks mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. other, you know, cheap one-drop decks, you know. Punishing Fire isn't like an end-all, be-all against elves, but I definitely rather have Punishing Fire than a lot of other things against that deck. Yeah, this is where I want to cue like the uh, Whole New World song, that Disney song. Is that from Aladdin? <laughs> a whole new world. Yeah, shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> uh. Yes, Jerry, you can be my princess. We will show you a whole new world. Well, and Jerry, doesn't it? Doesn't the deck go up in stock as well? If we, if we, if it's true, show and tell goes down, then that makes life easier for the aggro home player, right? Because that's that, be one of the worst matchups for combo wise. Right. Yeah. That too. I mean, Storm was not amazing either, but it wasn't like terrible. Sneak and show was definitely a big problem because you were relying on like Knight of the Reliquary for Caracas a lot of the time. Right. Um, actually, uh, Robert Ball hit me up uh, on Facebook asking what my thoughts were on good old Freezer Burn punishing ice in the meta. <laughs> God, uh, talk about things that belong with Sue saying in the trash box. Yeah! <laughs> no, I honestly think the shell of Punishing Fire gets really good. Just the rug Punishing Fire uh, shell with, like, Dak... Um, Dak Faden and Punishing Fire. Uh, I I just think Punishing Fire as a card is is really set to spike in this new meta. Hmm. It's all about value, baby. Value, value, value. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. I think what the best part about it is the fact that like we get to re kind of map our sideboards uh, because I don't know I don't know about you, Jerry, but like Blue Red Delver, um, even like. Even like just abrupt decay in general as a card, um, not not as effective when there's not a bunch of counterbalances that have to be destroyed in the format. So I think it like removes a lot of the um, constraints on deck building, certainly in the main decks of some decks, and absolutely in the sideboards of a lot of decks. Like I don't need to play three copies of uh, of uh, what the fuck it is it the exquisite firecraft. You know the one red red instant. Um, it frees up a lot of sideboard slots for a lot of decks. So I think that's also really exciting as well. Nice, yeah. Fuck you, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't. You know, that doesn't. That's not exciting to you to be like, oh, like I don't have to dedicate all these sideboard slots to miracles anymore. Now I can like short my matches against other unfavorable decks that maybe aren't as prevalent as miracles was. I mean, I was playing sneak and show, and it wasn't really a bad matchup. So <laughs> that's, yeah, I see that's what fair. you're saying. That's I see fair. what you're saying. That's fair. I I see what you're saying, though. It is a good point. I mean, that just goes to show. Going back to the argument, oh, you can play around miracles. The fact that people are saying, oh, what a relief it is that I don't have to play, you know, nine sideboard cards just yeah. for miracles, uh, is is a big. I think it's biggest for Storm. Mm-hmm. Storm gets a Storm gets to cut a color from its deck. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a big deal, right? Because they're yeah, cutting like, green because they were playing Abrupt Decay, correct? Yeah, they were playing green for Abrupt Decay. And now they're like, oh, I get to cut nine cards from my sideboard and an entire color, making my deck that much more consistent. Mm-hmm. I think for Storm, that's a huge deal. 
Fuck you, Blue Red Delver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm really excited to play that deck because I, I well I've played a lot of other like not a lot I've played a handful of other legacy decks and I keep coming back coming back to Blue Red because I really enjoy playing that deck and the matchup against Miracles is just miserable. Like uh, when we played at the TJ's uh, the TJ's event, one of the reasons why I was able to do well is that I never had to play Miracles the entire day. Um, and, uh, when we played in Worcester, like, of course, the first time I played Miracles, I mean, obviously it's, it's Ely and he's a, he's a monster, but just like crushes oh, me in two games. First you won the entire event. <laughs> well, yeah, that too, but still like, uh, but I, again, I play Miracles and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, it's just a miserable matchup because once they play challenge, once they play uh countertop, it's like it, the game basically over. Like, unless I'm drawing my exquisite firecrafts, like I'm not going to be able to win, the, win that game. So, and it also takes forever for that, that deck to win. So it's also like miserable because you don't want to just concede the game right away, but at the same time, like what are you drawing to? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I'm not I gonna have... miss it. I say peace out, peace out, miracles. I think the the level headed people like Lawrence take it really well, and like don't get me wrong, I I I think it's a bummer that they're losing a deck they really enjoy playing because I think it, if the shoe was on the other foot, I would be bummed myself. But at the same time, I think like the upside of it is much greater than the downside of the of the ban. Yeah, I mean, basically, I just, I have no tears for these people who are like, oh, you banned my Miracles deck, I'm quitting Legacy. I mean, if you were only playing Legacy because you got to play, hands down, the best deck in the format, and you just got insane win percentages, uh, you know, I, I don't really feel bad for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This That's not what Legacy is about. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I troll Lawrence out of love. Jerry, <laughs> on the other hand... Uh... <laughs> I was I was talking to Lawrence uh, on Messenger, and he was saying, like, yeah, I don't really even care about the band that much. I'm just kind of annoyed everyone keeps tagging me and shit. I know. <laughs> he actually had to make a post, uh, so y'all can stop tagging me and everything you write. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get, Lawrence. You come on as the poster boy for Miracles. People are going to associate you with the deck. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Lawrence. Just tell all of us. That famous quote from Mr. Ric Flair, if you want to be the man, woo, you got to beat the man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, was there anything else you guys wanted to cover today? I know we kind of went deep on the uh, on the BNR update, but was there anything else that, that happened in the, in the world of magic you guys wanted to talk about? We only been talking for like half an hour. We're I feel like we've been, been talking forever. Modern, but modern. <laughs> Uh, nobody, nobody gives a shit about modern. <laughs> nobody here gives a shit about modern. <laughs> oh, one thing. Did you guys see Star City Games is offering refunds on all the people who ordered uh, the Amonkhet Counterbalance? Uh, yeah, I saw. I, th- I think Card Kingdom did that the last BNR update, so I think that, that they're just following in the footsteps of, of other vendors, but I think it's great regardless. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about more of the announcement in general. That's yeah. kind of the only the only miracle players I'll shed a tear for are the people who bought the the promo expedition counterbalances and now got them banned. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a bummer. Eh. Someone can play them in EDH. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing is like Sensei's Divining Top is still an all star for EDH. Uh, because you don't have to wait for your opponent to finish Sensei's Divining Top in most groups. It's like someone's like, I top. It's like, okay, go to my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck you, you're taking too long. <laughs> but uh, uh, Counterbalance, I don't think sees nearly any... I don't know if it sees any play in EDH, just because the mana curve is so high in that format. Mm-hmm. So, so, so what do you say, guys? Next large tournament comes up, right? We got the new ban in place. What are you bringing? What are you playing? Oh, 
well, I mean, when I go to Vegas, it'll be either Blue Red or Bug. I haven't decided yet. Whatever deck I'm playing, whatever deck I'm better at, I guess. Whatever deck I think I'll, I'll play better, but those would be the two that I'm choosing from. I think those would actually both be, at least now in the in my imagination, what I think the meta game is going to look like. I think those two decks are fairly decently positioned, if not the best decks. Like can can make a run at it. What do you think, Jerry? I mean, if I'm having fun, I'm playing Aggro Loam or a variation on Punishing Ice, just because I, I, I'm really sold on Punishing Fire in this new meta. But if I wanted to kind of take the new meta by storm with something I think is going to be really good, is uh, I think the Esper Deathblade decks are going to make a big comeback now. Ooh, interesting. You know, they uh, have eight eight choices for removal spells with four Fatal Push, four Swords to Plowshares, and I think without Miracles holding them back, they can uh, really take advantage of... It's not just that, like, Miracles as a deck was holding it back just for the choices, but all the decks that get better now that Miracles is gone are decks that Esper Deathblade uh, beats up on, or even Bant Deathblade. Um, I was talking to Josh Sissio about this, actually. And, you know, right before Miracles became a thing, the the Deathblade decks were all the rage. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I wonder if, uh, like, Miracles players are going to be able to switch over to, like, Deathblade as a list. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the closest things, especially just the Esper version. Uh, I shouldn't really say, you know, the Deathblade is kind of a newer iteration, just kind of Esper Stoneblade in general. Um, but I think the Esper Deathblade now splashing green for Deathrite Shaman, um, I think that is is definitely key to uh you know take a large portion of the meta mm-hmm. especially I'm surprised you're gonna want to play um play uh punishing fire in a, a meta that's gonna be ripe with death right shamans i mean punishing fire kills death right shaman right that's, i guess that's true yeah. That's, yeah the thing with like punishing fire in a death right shaman uh format takes a lot of you know just thinking it's a very skill intensive game when i was playing yeah. punishing uh ice when I played against Deathrite Shaman decks, the matchup's definitely beatable, but you have to put so much brain power into that matchup because a lot of it is also timing your Grove of the Burn Willows, getting multiple Grove of the Burn Willows in play, so that you know you activate Grove of the Burn Willows to return Punishing Fire to your hands. Your opponent tries to eat it with Deathrite Shaman, so you activate your second Punish uh, Grove of the Burn Willows to trigger it again and get it out of your graveyard. Right. And then if you have if you have multiple Punishing Fires in your graveyard, it just <laughs> it gets real convoluted real fast. So, yeah. I mean, it it takes some smart playing, but Punishing Fire decks can definitely beat uh, Deathrite Shaman decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be... I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really kind of chomping at the bit to play some Magic Online and, and also get out there and play some in the paper format because it's going to be, you know, like I said, it's going to be kind of a, um, man, a real big shakeup. I mean, Miracles not being the number one deck is really huge for the format. I think it's going to be very exciting for the next next few months, and I'll be um, kind of following the metagame pretty closely to see where it shakes out. Yeah, definitely. I was actually surprised how quickly they brought about the change of Magic Online. I logged on to Magic Online that day to play Sneak and Show, yep. and I'm like, why is my Sneak and Show deck not valid? And I opened it up, and I was like, oh, uh, Sensei's Dividing Top is already banned on Magic Online. Yeah, the effective date was the same, which is like, that's the way that it should work, right? Like, when the when the BNR comes out on Monday, <laughs> that's the way it I, should work. I was surprised that uh, Magic Online was competent, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> well, good good on Magic Online. Nice job. Um, yeah. What about you, Celso? What are you going to play uh, in this uh, Brave New World? I know you said you had Elves. I think Elves is uniquely positioned right now. 
So so that's a deck I think I want to play a lot of and actually learn and try to just expand my repertoire of mm-hmm. legacy decks. But uh, if I was just going in and going to play to win here, I think I'm actually going to go with Checkpile because of uh, Deathrite, Leovold, just can't go wrong. Like, just yeah. tons of value. Jace's, like... Yeah, like Checkpile check pile seems super fun. It's just the mana base is so god-awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but when you have Deathrite Shaman, who cares, right? Yeah, I mean, because it's a bannable one-mana Planeswalker. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. There's just so many, like, good value cards in the deck, like counter spells, fatal pushes. Even some people are playing, like, one of Night's Whisper, and, like, you don't even care about playing one-offs because you have Snapcaster Mages to repile mm-hmm. all these things yep. anyways. Are you playing uh, Coligan's Command in your uh, in your track pile? Oh, I'd play Coligan's Command in a heartbeat. I mean, nice. if, if it blows out Jerry, I'm perfectly okay with this. <laughs> yeah, I just think check pile. I think is just it's the greediest deck in Legacy. A <laughs> notoriously greedy format. It takes the king as king greed. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not on it, Jerry. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not running greed. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'll never forget killing a Chalice of the Void and Dark Confidant and leaving a sad Jerry behind. Colgan's <laughs> <laughs> command's too good. <laughs> what do you mean you get both of them? <laughs> I mean, you get to play, like, Thought Seizes, Spell Snares. Like, there's just so many ridiculous one-offs you can play in this list. Yeah, too bad you'll never play them because you can't assemble the right colors. <laughs> <laughs> I got death right, who cares? Uh, Blood Moon. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you got two, two death rights and uh, an engineering explosive. From three. You're not even running four death rights? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, two in play. Two in play. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I know I know Chuck Pyle liked its one-ofs, but that's getting a bit ridiculous. <laughs> Turns into an EDH deck after a while. <laughs> Just dig for my like one-of blue blast to kill the blood <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. I think it's exciting, man. I'm really excited for the uh, for where we where we go from here. And I think any any miracles players who are listening to the cast, you know, just take a deep breath, trade out some of your cards. There's still a great format to play. Uh, you're just not gonna be playing miracles anymore. Go yeah. go find a sweet standstill list. Like, Ellie, oh yeah, standstill. Why you could do a sweet standstill list. Oh yeah, that that is a card that we could that could see a comeback for sure. Yeah, definitely. And like we said, worst case scenario, trade your cards in for something else. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like they—they're still going to have value. It's not like your duels have lost any value. I, so I added it up, and total loss of the deck. And this is assuming all the cards go to zero, which they're not going to do because cards like Sensei's Divine Top, Seize Play, and EDH was a hundred and forty dollars. Right. Right. And that's if they go to absolute zero. So even just being generous, let's call it $100. Yes, losing $100 sucks, but is that backbreaking in a format like Legacy? I don't think so. It shouldn't be. And it shouldn't be when it actually assists in the help of the, and, and, I'm sorry, assists in the health of the format. 
You know what right. I mean? Like a hundred dollars for for a lot of people is not a big deal. When it, I I think it has the the ability to maybe even revive the format a little bit, or we might yeah. see a little bit more coverage. Like because like how miserable is watching a miracles deck on on coverage? Just terrible. Yeah, especially mirror matches. Yeah, not <laughs> mirror mean, matches. Like every time joking. they're topping, a lot of times when they're topping, they top they top. You can't see the cards, so you're just watching them top like like you are the opponent. You know, it's just not yeah. it's just not interesting to watch. You know. Yeah, like I've I've seen for every miracles player I've heard is quitting legacy because their deck is banned. I've seen two other people say they're coming back to legacy. Yeah, well, you that know? sounds good. Adrian himself is said <laughs> Adrian posted on social media today that oh miracles is banned. I'm sleeving decks up again. <laughs> yeah, Adrian who sells his collection off like on the regular. I'm putting it back together because miracles got banned. So <laughs> he's, um... me, he's like, you got you still got those Gorios vengeances. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. We gotta have. We gotta get him on the cast again, man. We gotta get him on the cast. Yeah. Well, that that at least tells me that it's not somebody hacking his account and saying stuff. What do you say, Gario's vengeance? Is, like, it's oh, only yeah. Oh yeah. No. So I mean, for every every miracles player that quits Legacy because they don't get to play miracles again, I'm betting there's going to be two or three players who who start either replaying or pick up miracles. You know, yeah. lots of other people. I saw on Twitter were saying how they never dipped their toes into Legacy because they were just so they like they had no desire to play the the Miracles matchup. You know, Library of Lang, who's really big on Twitter for the ninety three ninety four f- format, was all about that today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so, someone on the source. Sorry, I was just reading my comment. Someone on the source said they were in the middle middle of building Mentor Miracles when the band dropped, and they said how much they like Monastery Mentor, and they want to know what deck they can put it in. I told them to put it in the sideboard of Tin Fins. That didn't seem to go over well, but... <laughs> what a savage! <laughs> <laughs> the tears, they're so delicious. <laughs> oh, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not particularly favorable to the legacy community because so I I was in the the uh, sorry not the uh, the miracles community because I was in the miracles Facebook group the other day, and literally like four days before the announcement uh, dropped, I'm like, so what do we rename the group if uh, counter if uh, since it gets banned? Because the name of the group is Can't Stop the Top. Oh no! <laughs> does, it just, does it just become like hashtag Sad Boys? Is that what it becomes then? So I think I think Will renamed it. It's like target opponent. Watsy plays Pithing Needle naming Sensei's Top <laughs> is the new name of the group. Uh, it's it's in a bit of an existential crisis right now. <laughs> I mean, you could probably just lock the group, close it, and delete it, right? Like, I mean, it's it, it, never forget that people need to remember the horrors of the past. <laughs> there, I mean, you know, and again, like there is a chance that that there's nothing that says Watsy can't go in reverse the ban if like all of a sudden the format gets super degenerate and there's and it's just like you know it's not fun to play at all yeah if we just in in two months they can they can reverse the ban and we can be back to where we are now so i I think it's i think it's great i think that i'd rather see watsy take chances especially in a format like legacy that needs the shaking up once in a while um i'd rather see them take chances on the bans than to not do anything at all and just say let god sort (laughs) them out you know i mean yeah look at standard (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I think so. I think like I know we're joking about it, but not to get too much into it. But I think when they did like the triple ban in standard, they realized how awful that was for standard players. Like, what's worse than having a format that's unplayable is like having a format that's that's basically unplayable and also losing like a bunch of decks in the format. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that I'm hoping that they, you know, for the sake of standard players, they try to rebuild the the confidence of the players there and and leave it alone for a little while. T- take one, take one for the team, so to speak. And, uh, and just like, write the standard off. This is a lost cause. <laughs> essentially, yeah. Essentially. Well, again, like the problem is, is that they rescinded on. The, I think the problem is that they rescinded on their, um, the way they were rolling out like the the um, uh, the rotation, like because they were going to go to the faster rotation, and then people complained, and then they went back to a slower rotation. But then that also fucked because these sets are set up and pl- and play tested like well ahead of when they were released. So when they change rot- the, the style of rotation again, I'm sure there's going to be like at least two or three sets that aren't supposed to play with each other that are going to be now. And that, you know, they don't test for that and they can't be faulted for that just because they're giving in to people complaining about rotation being too fast. But that's not for this podcast. That's for other podcasts to talk about. Because mm-hmm. I really don't give a shit about standard too much. But Yeah. Oh, anyways, back to my original point before oh, I change right. it. What was, your, what was your point, Jerry? <laughs> I'm not enamored with Miracles players right now because in that discussion where I said, what do we rename the group, uh, after it had died down, we started talking like, well, what would happen if Miracles got banned? And I said, oh, I think Stoneforge Mystic uh, sees sees more play. And all the Miracles players just tore me to shreds on there, <laughs> saying how ridiculous it is. And now Sensei's Divining Top gets banned, and now all these like premium legacy players well-known in the community are like, oh, I think Stoneforge Mystic gets good. I'm like, where were you guys? I needed your help. <laughs> Uh, the salt is real. No, the salt, salt is real. Is real. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was actually the one. So I'm like, I was reading through the the Twitter responses about you know top being banned. I'm like, man, I'm I'm getting a little like overwhelmed with this. There's a lot of negativity. Let's see what else other people are talking about. <laughs> and then I dipped into this into like the standard <laughs> section uh, where people were discussing, and it was like that. I like opened the door, and the room was just on fire. <laughs> It's like, if you thought the legacy reaction of Miracles players reacting to not being banned was bad, holy shit, you oh, should have seen stand players. That is great. <laughs> uh, Good. <laughs> Good. All right, all right. Well, so before we get out of here, was there anything else you guys wanted to mention? I know we've uh, kind of had a big meandering topic tonight, but... Uh, there's, a lot, there's so much to talk about. I feel like we could talk about this for two or three weeks in a row, especially when like we see the decks that are starting to shake out of the format. So. We're definitely going to be talking about this for a while to come. Uh, just yeah. one other thing was uh, Hasbro earnings report came out, mm-hmm. uh, and it was super misleading because their slideshow presentation said the exact opposite of what their conference call said, so I'm not sure exactly what to believe. But apparently magic is both growing and shrinking. <laughs> <laughs> What is that, like a Schrodinger, Schrodinger's cat? Is that what that yeah. is? Like in the slideshow presentation, they said their gaming sector, they specifically said our gaming sector, like forefronted by Magic the Gathering and Monopoly, grew 43% uh, this quor- uh, wow. year over year from last year. Seems so I saw lot. that, I'm like, oh, that's great. Magic is growing at a great rate. It's probably not growing at 
33% fast, but they specifically called it out as, a, you know, an important aspect to their growth. Yep. And then I go to their earnings call transcript, and they say Magic got a 2% reduction in profit. <laughs> so I'm like, Right, well, earnings and profit are different, though. No, so it two percent two percent reduction in revenue is what oh, they. Okay. Act, yeah, I know okay. you know revenue, profit, uh, you know margins, all that, but like it was cl- clear cut in their uh, conference call that Magic was making less money. Um, they said you know it had to do with you know the lineup of them switching the schedule around. Amonkhet uh, came out in the second quarter, right. and they had an extra week of it. I don't want to bore our listeners with like finance mumbo jumbo. Oh no, but... Jerry, this is thrilling. Keep going, please. <laughs> Let's talk about capital gains. Something going on? We lost John. We lost John. (laughs) We're talking about capital gains taxes. You ready? I'm going back to hibernation. (laughs) Anyways, the long and the short of it is Hasbro gave Magic a huge compliment, but they also said it wasn't making as much money. So, like most large companies, we don't really know what the fuck's really going on. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that's just, you know, the the quarterly stock earnings are so irrelevant, really, to the grand scheme of how a company's running. I don't really con- concern what myself too much with that. What do you say about my livelihood, Pat? No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, no, it's, it's irrelevant, <laughs> it's not irrelevant to trading, like, to the stock markets and trading game, but it is irrelevant to the actual health of a company, like, it's, it's, we're, we're t- we, we should be looking at year-over-year stats, not necessarily quarter-over-quarter stats, you know? Basically, what I took away from it is Wall Street reacted really well to Hasbro. Its stock went to an all-time high, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so just a healthy company is a good company. If Hasbro was in the ditches and was, you know, bleeding money out of its nose, uh, you know, I would be a little worried about, you know, possibly Wizards of the Coast getting, you know, major reductions in funding. but. Right. Looks like all is well, so that's all I have to say about it. One other thing, too, I want to mention. Um, so we have a pretty big uh, uh, convention coming up with Hasbro. Hascon's oh. coming in uh, in September. I'm buying a ticket to that. In, in lovely Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, when they will be uh, the brand new pre-release. Well, not going back to the original pre-release section of going in completely blind into the pre-release at Ascon. Right, what is that, that set going to be called? Um, Iconic Masters? Iconic, Iconic Masters, is that what it is? So, yeah, we, see, we didn't even touch upon that in the cast today, but we can probably talk about that next week. Iconic Masters is the next uh, special set they're releasing, similar to special, like I'm assuming, like Eternal Masters, Modern Masters, etc. Yeah, we don't really know anything about it other than its iconic cards i kind of feel like it's going to be eternal masters and they just don't want to reuse the name eternal masters for some reason they also said very specifically that it will not be reserve list cards because there was a lot of speculation like how awesome (laughs) would it be to go how cool would it be to go to hascon open up a pack and you're looking at like underground sea and a bunch of other shit like how did you see the next level conspiracy theory, though? <laughs> no, what's the next? I want to know what the next level is. So Wizard says there won't be any reserve list cards in Iconic Masters, and people are saying, well, there won't be any reserve list cards in Iconic Masters if there's no more reserve list. <laughs> oh, you need, like, that that smart guy meme? Have you seen that? Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't have to worry about standard bannings if no one's playing standard. <laughs> like any Ed Murphy from... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> No, I, saw that. I thought that was perfect. No reserve list cards printed if there's no reserve list. I love that. <laughs> well, like, 
someone else said like before Watsy made the announcement uh, because I I don't think they would print reserve list cards anyways for reasons we've covered before. Mm-hmm. But someone said it was like uh, shout out shout out to the person who shows up to the iconic Masters pre-release with uh, modern border reserve list proxies. Oh yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that gets spot that would uh come out of it (laughs) oh man that'd be insane i think oh man i would be i will play that event i think right like september that's probably worth playing in yeah i'm going into an event completely blind like when was the last time that happened uh like when i was in middle school basically yeah like yeah when i (laughs) opened my first ice age starter deck like that's when I, i went into a format completely blind i remember like discovering the internet and like being able to find actual, like, um, uh, lists of cards for, like, the Urza's blocks and being blown away that I could, like, I knew exactly what was in the set. That was pretty interesting. So I think it's going to be a nice uh, return to old form, very nostalgic to go and play uh, a Masters set without knowing any of the cards that are in it. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Even if the huh. format's hot garbage. I was looking <laughs> up, like, topless pictures back in that day. <laughs> <laughs> Celso was taking half an hour to load a single JPEG. <laughs> <laughs> worth it and then you try to then you try to print it out and like you gotta wait forever to print too <laughs> and then you put them together and try to make it into a flip book <laughs> the worst is when your color runs out and then it's just going black and white for the rest of it that's not that's no then that's just classy <laughs> yeah i mean politicians joke about binders full of women didn't we all have binders full of women <laughs> Uh, you're a disgusting man, Celso. <laughs> All right, so... Adrian, what do you expect? All right, uh, Celso, if someone wants to see a um, uh, <laughs> a 5 megabyte JPEG of a naked bear, where can they find you on Twitter, man? <laughs> well, I go to... Best bet is at Baldivian Bears, or, uh, or, or holla at me at the, uh, in the Facebook group, the Leaving a Legacy Facebook group, and... Those are probably the two best bets for now. What about streaming? Have you been streaming at all lately? No, no. I actually sold out of my Magic Online co- collection and consolidated, but oh, shit. now that the format shook up a little bit, <laughs> I think get a buyback in. Get a buyback in. Every time to buy back in, especially since I bought out or sold out before everything started dropping quite a bit. Nice. Um, well I'm played, a- sir. I sold my true name nemesis online in order to buy pieces for Sneak and Show. Oh, Jerry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Oh, I, mean, I sold it for like $55. <laughs> yeah, they are like insanely high. I do think that uh, we will see true name nemesis get reprinted sh- soon. It, it really needs a reprint. Also, Leovold. Leovold just got printed and it already needs a reprint. I know. What does that tell you about Conspiracy, though? If you can buy boxes of Conspiracy, guys... Dude, I, I still have I up. still have a box of conspiracy unopened that I've been waiting to draft. Ooh, you still no have one... you still have six Eternal Masters packs for me too. Yeah, no one will draft with me. <laughs> Jerry, let's get well, we'll do this afterwards, but let's get a draft going. We need to play. Let's do it. Let's I'm do so it. down. I gotta open these packs to see if I have a Leovold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't get to keep the cards I draft? Well, I mean, you get the cat the cards you got. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Awesome. So, uh, Jerry, where can people find you, man? I'm on Twitter, at Jamie3RD. I'm also all over the Facebook group. I've lost track of all the different deck groups that I'm a part of on Facebook. <laughs> I just keep, keep getting invited to them left and right, which I'm totally cool with. I just can't remember them all. I got in, I got invited to a uh, 
Stone uh, Stoneforge Mystic uh, group today. That was that after you made the Stoneforge Mystic comment. <laughs> I know well, people came to my solid like the Miracles players tore me to pieces, <laughs> Lawrence, and <laughs> but then other players like Ben. Ben's a good guy, local player. He he hit me up. He's like, hey, I just wanted to say that I think you're right. <laughs> and he he's the one who put together the Stoneforge Mystic Facebook group, uh, which uh, I joined. I think it's a uh, uh, UW for blue, white, and then X Stoneforge on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are already talking about different Stoneforge Mystic brews in that group. So now are um, we talking uh, about Stoneforge the card, or is it actual Mystic? Those of a Stoneforge variety that you got pulled into. I I don't know the I don't. It's I don't it's like the Leaving a Legacy Dolphin Girl versus Leaving <laughs> <laughs> a Legacy actual Patreon. It's actually magic related. <laughs> like I thought you joined a group that had a bunch of cosplayers that were mystics. It was so much variety. Yeah, that too. I'm also part of that group. That's separate. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at Pat Uglo. You can find my stream. I've taken a bit of a hiatus the last couple weeks because uh, I have other, had other stuff going on, but I'll be streaming again this week. Uh, so you can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash Pat Uglo. Uh, you can find the Facebook page. Uh, what is it? Leaving a legacy. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. It, you just just search for leaving a legacy. You can't miss it. <laughs> Take a ride down the Pond City. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. F- <laughs> you can find the Facebook page uh, in the show notes as well. Um, also, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, I will plug that link in the show notes as well. Um, and for our scoops, I'm gonna go first. Uh, I want to scoop in all our supporters on Patreon. Celso, you included as well. Um, it really means a lot that you guys uh, are, are out there and helping us out with the uh, with the podcast and uh, helping us get some of the uh, the equipment that we desperately need to make uh, Jerry and me's gravelly voice really come through so you can hear it. Um, and also uh, Johnny Curit for our new intro music. People seem to really enjoy it, so thank you, man. Yeah, and Aaron for the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, Aaron. <laughs> well, it, well so Johnny, I'm going to use the, uh, the Leaving a Legacy, you know, the one without the lyrics for our intro. And then whenever we need like a uh, a nice little segue, we'll use the uh, the shorter uh, lyric song that Aaron wrote. Did your brain just stop working? Have I think I had a stroke. Yeah, I think I had a stroke. <laughs> Do you smell toast? <laughs> <laughs> I think he just punted that one away. <laughs> oh, I'll just make it sound good in editing. What about you, uh, Salso? Who you got to scoop in this week, man? Uh, just skipping well, over me. I see how it is. Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> So many times tonight, so many times tonight, you left me hanging, Jerry, when I, like, had, like, something I was really excited about, and then you wait, like, three seconds, you're just like, yep. (laughs) Step up your game. (laughs) It's not my fault you play degenerate combo decks and don't care about miracles. (laughs) No, I don't care about Blue Red Delver, there's a difference. (laughs) No, you care, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna care, Jerry. (laughs) Why do you say that you actually do here? I, are you gonna say I think you, you think I deserve a promotion? <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't edit the podcast. He doesn't put stuff in Facebook. He doesn't add to the show notes. Oh. I don't think he knows what a show note is. Is Jerry not the jump to conclusions map guy though? Come on. I, is that I, not you? No. No. Jerry, I definitely. Am in twenty that. years, man. I'm sorry, but that is you, my friend. <laughs> then you jump. <laughs> I can totally picture Jerry in that wheelchair. Like, I, no, no. If anything, I'm the stapler guy. <laughs> like, like, a moment, 
the moment the moment Top was banned and people were there saying, Oh wait, Sneaker Show got worse. Jerry was in the car with the hose in the through the, the window. <laughs> Gonna set the Watsy building on fire. <laughs> oh jeez. God, I feel bad for all our listeners who don't know the movie we've just spent the last ten minutes right Yeah, we're I mean we're all kinda we're all kinda old, so we've seen the movie, but there are a lot of youngins who haven't seen that movie, so Yeah, well that's your homework this week. Go watch Office Face. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. Great movie. Well, I watched well, when I was in like sixth grade and my mom was like, Why are you watching this movie? And I'm like, It seems funny. She's like You won't get it though. <laughs> But when you when you're older, you come to really appreciate it. It's so true. Like once you actually work in an office. Oh God, it's so true. <laughs> All right, so, so what about you, man? Who are you scooping in the top eight this week? Well, we'll, we'll scoop in Pat and Dream Crush Jerry. Let's that's yeah. a, that's, that's an easy one off the bat. <laughs> um, thanks. Well, Dream Crush Miracles the deck because <laughs> that sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, did they all come out? Oh well. <laughs> let's let's scoop uh, let's scoop Aaron into the top eight because he's a he's a very good partner in crime during all this. Uh, very supportive of my contributions to the Leaving a Legacy group. So uh, you know, and maybe maybe a proxy scoop into Kate as well into that top eight for uh, you know make, ensuring that Aaron sticks around to be supportive of me through my uh, my my useful contributions to the group. Um, let's let's I'm gonna give a really weird scoop in, but I think it's sweet. DDP Yoga definitely recommend it. Great even for big bears like myself, it's awesome to get some added flexibility in your life and. And all that. So uh, if you've never heard of it, just Google it DDP for is, for the wrestler Diamond Dallas page. You betcha. Um, I thought that was a designer drug that you took while doing you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, even for like complete lazy people, it's a sweet program. So uh, check that out. Um, let's see. Let's scoop all the blue cards that are not in the Miracles deck in there, <laughs> like Counterbalance. Um, <laughs> Because I'll get to play more of them now and actually uh, feel good about it. Um, I think that's that, that's a good. And you know what? I'll, I'll scoop I'll scoop Lawrence in for being a really good sport through all this. Like again, again, troll you for love, Jerry definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was going to scoop Lawrence in, but now I can't because it looks like I'm just a freaking copycat. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, I'm gonna scoop in Tom Hep because I forgot to scoop him in last week for uh, letting me borrow the deck. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, I love to forget people, Jerry. Yeah, Good yeah. Job. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so what do you say you do here? <laughs> I'm the eye candy on this radio show. <laughs> I'm a people person. <laughs> No, I'm the people's host. Oh, of course, uh, uh, of course. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop in Lawrence too because he's awesome. I'm also gonna scoop in all the all the Patreon donators except for Celso because you know <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, and I'm gonna dream crush in the restraining order officer for not enforcing the paperwork that I had drawn up against Celso. <laughs> Still nothing I got here. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. I, I, you know what? I missed a couple too. I did want to scoop in all the people who have been blowing up the the Facebook group uh, in a good way. Uh, that group has been hopping lately. It's been it's been growing and growing every week, and uh, it's very active. And it seems like everyone's being very uh, friendly and nice to each other and uh, constructive, which is great. 
You guys um, are tired because I keep checking the Facebook group every five minutes because oh, my no. phone keeps up. <laughs> Dude, my data plan is fucking me right now. <laughs> um, also, uh, Curtis and Dustin from the uh, from the Spike feed. That's I, I know I mentioned it before. It is one of my favorite podcasts, um, magic-related or otherwise. Uh, they actually mentioned both you, my, myself, and you, Jerry, this week uh, on their cast. Um, and uh, if you guys are looking for a place to crash uh, when Hascon comes around, uh, you want to see the glorious city of uh, Providence, Rhode Island, let me know. You can go to to Wright's Chicken Farm, right, Pat? Oh, God, no. I will bring them to Wright's Dairy Farm, and then I'll bring them to my uncle's restaurant in Warren, Rhode Island, and they will have, (laughs) they will literally have one of the best meals they've ever had if they go to that restaurant. The most New England argument. We're not going to Wright's Chicken Farm, we're going to Wright's Dairy Farm. Well, all right, first of all, they're not owned by the same people. Okay, they just happen to have this. They have to share a name. If you like family style chicken, there's something wrong with you. Don't go to Wright's, Wright's Chicken Farm. It's disgusting. It's I think disgusting. Pat is just prejudice against chicken. What do you think? <laughs> so, I love we, chicken. Why are we going to Rhode Island for chicken? We have you get some beautiful chicken? lobster rolls when we're over there. That's true. <laughs> what the hell? Or quahog? Or quahog? For crying out loud! All you can eat rotisserie chicken brought to you on a silver platter. It's amazing. That's just Jerry Rolladay. That's just tastes chicken. I love chicken. I love chicken. I hate family style chicken. It's bad food. It's bad food. Uh, you heard it here first, people. Pat is anti-family. It is basically the Boston market of family-style chicken restaurants. Pat is anti-family. <laughs> I don't also go to true. New Orleans and ask for a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, you go to New Orleans and ask for some Popeyes. That's no, you get some po'boys, you fucking yokel. What the? What's wrong with you? God, I love trolling Pat on food. <laughs> When you're fully supportive of a Boston market, let's be uh, fair. Now. I have a vein popping out of my neck. It's terrible. If you've heard, I rolled the die. Okay, what do we got? We got the match number one. Really? <laughs> Dominic Dominic Monfrey, go with the flow, Queens of the Stone Age. He asked for this on August fourth of last year. <laughs> we finally got there, guys. We got. We did. That's it. a good. That's a good song too. I'm digging that. Who Queens is the, the Stone Age? Who's the new person taking up the number one mantle? Uh, that would be Ian Seafelt, and he's asking for Awadama Fever by Baby Metal. And I know what Baby Metal is, and I'm automatically rejecting that request. <laughs> no, it's happening. What is that? Sweet. Uh, yeah, this Go With The Flow is it. That's a good song, man. Dominic, nice call, my friend. I think that's all that you do, Jerry, is just say, play us something sweet. I think that's all. I think that's your role on the podcast. If I isolate that vocal track and just and just cut it out, we actually don't need Jerry anymore. No. <laughs> stay right here. Cue it up, Pat. Play us out with something sweet. <laughs> Good. Good. What's better than the Jerry line? The Jerry line with some effort. Yeah. As William Shatner. You actually <laughs> You made it you made it actually like, you made it measurably worse, Jerry, by trying. Uh, uh, Plus that was something sweet. Just do it. Alright. All right.